welcome to another edition of My Tai TV. I am George. This is It's Hambone. And we are here to talk about everything that's awesome in geek culture, in in tiki, in alcohol. We had a big week. What do we have in store for our awesome viewers today? Well, we're going to talk about The Punisher coming up soon on Netflix because he's going to be appearing in the Daredevil season two. I am so psyched for Punisher. He's pretty psyched for Punisher, bro. We're also going to do a drink of the evening. I've already got one in front of me. We are going to be doing a Moscow Mule in these nice... Whoa, that was not bright. That's a good thing you put down the good floor. <laughs> this is actually quarter-inch waterproof laminate. I thought it was going to ping. I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, we have not one... But two, Tiki Bar Reviews for you tonight. We are really excited about this. We're also going to be talking about the Marvel versus the DC Cinematic Universe. Got lots to say. We are, yeah, we're basically going to do a shoot-off, movies, TV, who wins, who dies. We will decide because we are always right. What else do we have, Hambo? We have an unboxing tonight. The brand new Funko Marvel box is out. And I hear there's some pretty fun stuff in there, so we're going to pull that out a little later. And hey, what's up, Andy? We are going to make some magic for you tonight and some drinks. Let's start with that. Let's start off with the drink. So right now we are going to make a Moscow Mule. We, uh, uh, I, it is a Moscow Mule, right? There we go. Now it pings. Now it pings. Is there a reason why we're using copper mugs here? Well, glad that you asked that. We are using the copper mugs tonight because we got these from Bespoke Post. This was the latest Bespoke Post box. Yes. Uh, the one most recent, correct? The one most recent. So I don't know if you know Bespoke Post because I'm obsessed with boxes because I like surprises every month. Actually lets you, it's only sort of a surprise. You pick one of like 12 boxes and I usually get the ones with alcohol. Which is why we also have gigantic ice cubes. Show them the these, cubes. These cubes are also from Bespoke Post. These are fantastic giant ice cubes. I thought they were Cosmic Cube ice cubes and then you told me about Bespoke Post. Yeah. And then I felt silly. So, uh, the Russian Mule. I have no idea what the history of, <laughs> of it is, so I'm going to make it up. This drink was made in 1984 for Khal Drago. The yes. bad guy in the Rocky movies. I believe this they wholeheartedly. They were actually invented because this is what he used to beat Rocky in the movie. And he totally beat Rocky in that movie. So beat Rocky in that movie. And he even killed Creed. He did kill Creed. Is that a spoiler? It's been many, many years. So anyway, that is where the Russian Moscow mule came from. Anyway, this is a... Kind of like a dark and stormy, but it is, uh, instead of uh, rum, we're using vodka. It's got a few little twists and turns here. And we're also going hardcore today with real ginger syrup. But we're starting out with one and a half ounces of vodka. You're supposed to use Russian vodka. We have Kettle One. They say preferably Smirnoff in most recipes. We're using Kettle One because we already had the bottle. And Kettle One's delicious. This Kettle One doesn't go bad, does it? Vodka. I've had this bottle. Vodka doesn't go bad. I got this bottle at like my first party at my old apartment in like many, many moons ago because I'm old. Maybe it goes bad. Does it taste good? It tastes fine. It's okay, vodka. Okay, okay. I not, mean, realistically, like... uh, you have about a you have several years after the bottle's been open as long as the cap stays on it. It smells like a rubbing alcohol. It is, it's, it's fine. It's, just, it's, it's fine. just killing all the bad stuff inside, fine. bro. It's, we're fine. So we'll put that down because people want to see the table. We've heard complaints. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. Now we're using a bottle of uh, Liber and Company Fiery Ginger Syrup. Fiery, is it hot? No, it's it's actually well-balanced and very delicious. Okay, well this came also came in the Bespoke Post box. And this is kind of like uh, something different when you don't want to use uh, ginger beer. And does this bother you any better or worse? We know you have some stomach issues with the ginger beer. You know... Uh, the ginger ale, I don't know. No, ginger ale's fine. I think with the ginger beer, uh, when my buddy makes dark and stormy, he uses the spiced 
ginger beer, and I think that's really what sets me off. This has got a great even flavor. Uh, it's actually going down really smooth also because there's vodka in it, so. So we have th one and a half ounces of vodka. We're now doing three quarter ounce of ginger syrup. This stuff is gingery. Right in. We probably should have had a stir. Yeah. Actually, when you put the club soda in, it'll just kind of... Kind of bubble everything yeah. over. You know, the, the bubbles pie to the top, you put the lime juice in, Bob's your uncle, everyone goes, I'm happy. Bob is your uncle? Bob's your uncle. Uh, my uncle's Pete. Yeah. He's insane, but we love him. <laughs> Anybody's ever met Uncle Pete, also known as Uncle Istaban? He's very, very into Also known as Uncle Smirnoff. Oh, he's got two names? He's got multiple names. Well, that's like me, because I'm Frank and Ernest. I'm Frank in Detroit, I'm Ernest in Chicago. Wow. So I am now using half the juice of half a lime, which is... <laughs> Half an ounce of lime. This yeah. is... Uh, they don't all land. Th this is usually very messy, but we've realized that, you know, sometimes hand bone doesn't have the muscular fortitude to squeeze a lime properly. Man, uh, it's the wrong muscle set for me. <laughs> I mean, if it was like, like, squeezing with my legs, probably. Yes, yes, yes. Powerful feet. Powerful thighs and calves. Ah, that's a lot of juice. Okay, so that's half, uh, half an ounce of uh, lime or half a lime. Yes, Allison, I'm strong like both. And uh, we're topping it all off with, um, supposedly at six ounces of, of seltzer or club soda. I'm just going to wing it and go all the way to the top and see what happens. And that beautiful big ice cube that we got from Bespoke Post just floats right up to the top. And it takes care of the mixing too, I guess. You know what I, I really do love about these big cube ice cubes is that, or more often than not, when you get bags of ice from the liquor store, it's always a crapshoot. I think I've insulted him. He left. Uh, it's always a crapshoot. With this, it's just a nice, even amount of ice, and it's not going to water down your drink too much, and it's not going to water down your drink too fast. So, uh, this is pretty delicious. I definitely like that we're doing this in these copper cups. I'm pissed off because I can't find my swizzles. You can't find your swizzles? I can't find a single swizzle. All I have is a fork, so I'm using a fork to stir. Oh. I, I, it makes you feel any better. I use a chopstick to stir coffee. Really? Yeah, I got that from George. But that's kind of normal. Cheers. Cheers. Ting. Oh, that's delightful. It really is, isn't it? And I feel my stomach feeling better already. Yeah. Settling down. So let's talk about Punisher. Uh, about a week ago, uh, they released the latest trailer of Daredevil. Right. And it was all Punisher all the time. Yes, which is something that they've definitely been holding back in these trailers since the beginning. They just wanted to just give you little snippets. The first thing we saw was the over-the-shoulder of John Barenthal. And then we saw him. I'm really, really hoping that they at least put him in some kind of skull t-shirt. I'm assuming they are. Look, Daredevil was in some weird rags for most of the season. At the very yeah. end, he pulls on the traditional Iconic. Daredevil outfit. So I'm almost positive that at some point, probably at the end of the series season, the, the skull's going to come out. Make us wait 12 episodes. Uh, there's How no, rude. Like, the biggest fail ever was them not putting the skull on Dolph Lundgren in the original oh. Punisher movie. Which, if anyone has ever seen it, it was made by Lionsgate in like 1989 or something. Yeah. I saw it at my grandmother's house. It was horrible. Yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he blonde in that too? He was blonde in it. It was just, he was he was also uh, playing Carl Drago from, uh, yeah. is that his first name? What's Drago's first name? Carl Drago. Is it Carl Drago or is that like a combination of the guy from... Uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. And, uh, I'm going with it because it feels good. I'm committing yes. to the lie. Yes. Well, he pretty much plays the same character the same he does. Character. In, he plays He-Man also. You know, I really didn't think he was that bad of a He-Man. Mm. Nah, I'm kidding. He was terrible as He-Man. We need to come back to that topic another time. Yeah. So, let's talk about Punisher. 
First of all, hey, Jamie. I want you to know that I did uh, thoroughly enjoy the fact that um, it's Shane from The Walking Dead as Punisher. I think he's going to kill it. I think he's going to crush, uh, crush it as the Punisher. I think that... I think he's a great actor. I think he's a great actor. And I think he's just going to do something that no one's done before. Yeah. He's going to play the fucking Punisher. He's going to play the Punisher. He's going to play the Punisher the way the Punisher is supposed to be played. And how is he supposed to be played? Uh, just a guy, well, he's, my family's dead. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to kill some people. There's no, there's no real, like, layers to the character here. He's got, got one motivation. He's going to stick to his guns. See, I, I've been following... All of them. <laughs> I followed the Punisher from the very beginning. Right. I love the original series. I love the Garth Ennis series in the, um, I think in the late 90s, early 2000s, the Max oh, series. Oh, Maganucci? Yes. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I even, even followed the one where, like, he turned into a black man and put on a black man's face, yeah. which was the oddest storyline ever. Was. But let's talk. What we got? A question? No. This 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 person is trying to tell us how he thinks Batman versus Superman is going to end. We're going to talk about Batman. We're going to talk Superman. about that a little bit. So hold on, hold off on that. We'll let you get in in a second. Um. So, but we're talking about Punisher right now. And Punisher. What was your favorite Punisher movie? Uh, I like the Warzone with Ray Stevenson, which is my favorite too. I was kind of hoping you'd go different, so I could like you know maybe fight you. Try to fight me on it. But well, you know what? I, I like the idea of Thomas Jane as the Punisher. I. Uh, I like him, and I thought he, I thought he did his best with it until they made him go to Miami, and his family got killed on a in a log cabin on a like, beach. Yeah, something like that. It was weird. It was very strange. Yeah, I, I think the entire thing took place in Miami, and then because they used like the cartel mob from like like I don't know the Corleone family. I'm not sure. Yeah, or maybe at that point New York was too expensive to shoot in, or Toronto for that matter. See, most people hate the Punisher War Zone because. Um, because it, I don't know whether it was just a little too comic booky, but I felt that that one, I think it actually followed the main storyline of the Garth Enos plotline in the Max series. Yeah, where Microchip turns on him. Yes, yes, yes. And it did. And, and I mean, I also loved it because Kevin Ash was in it. Kevin and, Ash you know, was in it. We can't go a whole episode without bringing up professional wrestling. We cannot. So I, I got to say, that was my favorite one, too. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I want to walk it back a little bit because when I when I just said that Bernthal's going to re Google it. Jamie, that's what the Punisher is about. Um, <laughs> when I saw, well, you know, I want to walk back a little bit. I think Bernthal is going to do the Punisher uh, justice, but I think Ray Stevenson also did uh, the Punisher justice too because he just kind of walked around, killed a lot of people, blew some people up. Mm -hmm. It's good. It I good. mean, the Punisher, there's not much to the Punisher. Oh, wait, oh, wait, you said that they turned him black. You forgot about when they turned him into an angel? I didn't see that. I didn't read that one. Mar it was uh, Marvel Knights. He, uh... In the end, uh, Punisher ended, I want to say, in Warzone. One of you guys correct me if I'm wrong. He kills himself because he just kind of, he just kind of decides that. I faintly remember that storyline. I don't think I read it though. Yeah, he kind of. I, I don't. They didn't really kind of hash out. They just had to get rid of the Punisher, so he offs himself in an alley, and then he comes back as a servant of the Lord, and he shoots like God lasers. And are you sure you're not confused, confused again with like Lucifer or something? No, nope, no. Nope, this this absolutely happened, and like he is, he's got like a like a little little jewel bindi on his head, and he's got like. He just conjures these like Jesus lasers. I mean, it, it was like a legit. It really happened, and then they were like, "I'm serious here. How much alcohol did you have before you came here? Not a drop. Not a drop. Because I, I do not believe. I refuse to believe that this happened. You come next episode with that issue. I will pull it up on the Marvel Unlimited. Because I refuse to believe he yeah. was ever a Lord of the Jungle Jesus freak. He was with laser beams coming out of his eyes. No, 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 not out of his eyes. He would just be like bad guy, stop, and he would just hold his hands out like Jesus lasers. 
Jesus Laser. Jesus Laser. I mean, that's the, the simplest way I could explain it to you. And he was still the Punisher. He was still Frank Castle. And he was still Frank Castle. He got resurrected somehow. Did he have a skull with a crown of thorns around it? No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, black leather, black leather duster, skull. But it, it was just, it was weird. Do you find it a little strange how the copper smells? Not in a bad way. Yeah. Like, but like, I feel coppery. Kind of get like, oh, it's a penny. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a little more stainless steel inside of me. I mean, it's not going to stop me from continuing. I just... It's just got a little bit of that extra zing to it. Yeah. So that's the Punisher. Punisher's going to be on Daredevil. Daredevil starts, uh, what? March, March 18th. March 18th on Netflix. They're going to do a mass dump. You're going to binge. We're going to love it. I like Daredevil more than Jessica Jones, which some people say I'm crazy he for. He flat out nuts. But um, I think it's exactly... What is going on here? I don't know. Um... Uh, I oh, those are other oh, those are other Periscope okay. shows. They're trying to compete with us. People are following. You do us. not watch Kevin Seconds. You watch us Real because talk. we are better than Kevin Seconds. He's old. He's fat. Seven Seconds hasn't been relevant since they walked together in 1985. What have they done for us lately? We're making you drinks. We're teaching you how to love ginger beer and Moscow Mules and Punisher and Daredevil March 18th March 18th which is on great Netflix. because I'm going to be hungover from St. Patrick's Day and that's all I'm going to do awesome I'm just going to watch Daredevil well we got to go to the, uh, the West Orange Parade we're going to the West Orange Parade yeah. we are going to go to West Orange when is it this Saturday, Sunday I don't remember two Sundays from two now two Sundays from now which two I... Sundays from now and then that following Thursday you'll get drunk and see with my dad I think I have a wedding but you can go with Allison because I'm sure she's going to have a blast oh uh, well Anyway, next topic on the agenda is the Marvel Universe versus the DC Universe cinematic experience. We're talking movies. We're talking TV shows. We're just putting it all on the table. I think the Marvel Universe is the best universe in the whole world. You're wrong. I was going to agree with you. That just got really awkward. <laughs> uh, all right, so, Jamie... Uh who is talking to us now on Periscope, brings up a good point. He wants to know if we watch Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. I watch all of it. George does not, because George is clearly a hater of DC. Hate all DC! Now, here's a... Whoa, George Colazzo, what's your Batman vs. Superman prediction? So we have a question from George Colazzo asking us what his... He's telling us what he thinks? I what think, do you think I think gonna he, he's a, a three million sad fans. Oh, snap! <laughs> yes, I think there's going to be three million Too sad bad, fans definitely watching that movie. Deadpool's going to be still steamrolling yeah. in the box office. It's steamrolling everything in the box office right now. But let's not talk about Deadpool. Let's talk about... Let's talk about... That's the ending. Let, let, let's talk right now. I mean, we got uh, Superman and Batman coming up very soon versus Batman. We originally thought it was going to be The Dark Knight Returns. It's not. It's some weird that, thing. Yeah, it's it's going to be a turd. Now, uh, getting back to the DC television universe, I watch it all. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash are two of the best shows on TV right now. I enjoy Arrow. It's kind of like a soap opera. Uh, it's still pretty good and enjoyable. My, I didn't even say my guilty pleasure is Supergirl. I actually just enjoy watching it. It's getting better as it goes. And I will give Supergirl a lot of credit. They are pulling characters and some deep characters out and some fan favorites, uh, putting them in as villains, putting them in as sub-characters. It's actually going pretty good. So I got, I'll bring it back to reality. Yes. I love Helen Slater, too, in Supergirl. I mean, she's fantastic. Nothing beats Legend of Billie Jean, but I will give you fair this. Is fair. Supergirl is solid. I watch it all the time with the chick from, like, the big red hair. I don't know who else is in it. So, yeah, I agree. Supergirl's very good. Supergirl's good. Now, uh, Marvel TV... Now, that's the good DC TV. You got bad DC TV, uh, which is Gotham, which stinks. But everybody it seems stinks to like Gotham. Uh, now, what's even better, uh, the Marvel... I actually enjoy it. Marvel, I don't think, does as good of TV on 
uh, regular TV on over the air TV uh, with uh, Shield, which I do love, and Agent Carter, which I really enjoy. Uh, I definitely think the DC stuff uh, on regular TV is better. That being said, Marvel crushes it on Netflix. I, I will say this: the Shield should be twelve, thirteen episodes. Yeah. Every season the, should just be 12, 13 episodes. It's got the problem that all network TV has. Is yes. Once you, you know, the lost network situation. Network looking for. You know, we need filler episodes. We need to, like, get in there and waste your... You know, we need the episode when we find out Jack got the tattoo. And why do we care about Jack's tattoo? No, but we need a whole episode on it. Yeah, it means nothing. Because we need to fill space. Now, uh, our buddy George brings up another really solid point. Uh, Not me, George. Yeah, it gets confusing. Uh... Net, uh, on Netflix now as well, we have Young Justice. Now, there is a petition going on. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. People are trying to bring Young Justice back. Young Justice was one of the best superhero cartoons ever made. Got canceled after two seasons because the toys were not selling good enough. I mean, pretty much that's brass tacks. Why Cartoon Network will cancel your show. The toys were not selling good enough. So definitely check that on Facebook. Sign the petition. Get us Young Justice Season 3. What about Lucifer? It's getting solid bad ratings, reviews. Yeah, it's on Fox. But that's a DC. Yeah, I didn't even... Didn't even uh, show up on my radar. Rumors of Sandman becoming a TV show? They, they've been talking about that. It kind of comes and it goes. I, and here's the thing. I don't know if they could do it justice on network. Uh, I think that it's definitely something that if it went to Netflix, it would do gangbusters with the right director, right producer on it. Preacher on AMC. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say... No, I don't think we're going to ever see a Marvel or DC film or show, buddy. Versus DC. Never. Never. Um... The Preacher is my favorite comic of all time. Uh, I love it. I don't know. I know they're making a lot of changes, and I, and I understand you have to make a lot of changes. When the bad guy is Jesus H. Christ, yeah. you may need you to tone it down. You may need to tone it down a little bit. That being said, they're doing it on AMC, which had Breaking Bad, has Better Call Saul, so I don't know. The has Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I gotta. I have to see the pilot first before. I, I don't think we, I've even seen a full trailer yet I don't think to be I, able to I judge it. I don't think it. they've even gotten to that point yet. I will watch it, though. I will watch it beginning to end because I do love The Preacher. They're making some really interesting casting choices, so we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. So Marvel versus DC in the movies. Oh, Marvel all the way. Marvel. Are there any DC movies you've ever really enjoyed? <sighs> well, I, I enjoy Christopher Reeve's Superman. I would say if you did not say the Donner cut yeah. of Superman 2, it's great. I would put that up against almost any. I mean, it's one of my favorite okay. movies of well, all time. And we're going to say Superman, Superman and Superman 2, that's where we draw the line. Uh, I I love Michael Keaton Batman. I did enjoy it because that just, you know, as a kid, that's that was that was Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, no, I went back and watched it recently. It's very tough. It's very dated. It's, it's very dated. Very cartoony. You know, I, I'll go back. My favorite Batman movie still to this day is Batman 66. Adam West. Adam West is Batman. Um I'm a shark. I'm eating your leg. It doesn't matter, man. It's it's just it's ex it's exactly it's exactly the 60s that I really wanted to happen and be a part of. Uh so DC is kind of, you know, I, I'm not really into the Christian Bale Batman movies. Anything that happened after the Michael Keaton movies, I've just been kind of on the fence about. Uh, Superman, Brandon Routh, who's actually fantastic on Legends of Tomorrow as uh, as the Atom, just couldn't get it over. Couldn't get over as Superman. Uh, Henry Cavill, he's, he's he's good, but it's I don't think the movies are good. Mm -hmm. I don't think Batman Superman's going to be good, and, and they're definitely dragging their ass to put product out. Whereas Marvel are really just giving everyone what they want. Deadpool is this close to beating Christ. I, I bet. I like, think there's probably close. even one in the comic. That close. Got to beat American Sniper. They got Passion of the Christ. Top R movie of all time. I call it 
by the time we get to April. Oh, well, I thought you were actually mentioning, like, Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. I meant Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whipping movie. The, the, Have I ever told you a story movie. about that movie? No. So we went in mass group. It was, like, me, Josh and Christine, <laughs> Jeff and Sarah when they were together, and uh, and Allison, and we went to see Passion of the Christ. It was, like, we were so psyched. We had bought tickets in advance. Like, we're really big on, 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 on flying. And so we get to the movie theater, and like everybody, it's packed. It's what is, sold did, did out. Did someone ruin the ending for you online? <laughs> no, no, no. It gets worse. <laughs> so I, I have trouble um, eating quietly at movie theaters. Oh god! And I guess it was during the scene where they are whipping him for twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah. And I'm there. Well, when else are you supposed to eat your pretzel nuggets? I'm eating Reese's Pieces. And everyone around me is crying, crying their eyes out, literally bawling. My wife is Jewish, she's crying. Josh is Jewish, she's crying. There's Jews everywhere crying, everyone's crying. I'm eating Reese's Pieces, and I guess I was a little loud. And all you could hear is whip, crunch, 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 whip, crunch, 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 whip, crunch, 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 whip, crunch, 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 whip, crunch, crunch. And I guess I humiliated my wife because everyone's giving me like the stink eye and like it is just horribly, horribly embarrassing. But it's like, I don't understand. It's like watching the Saw movies. Like I like to eat and I like to watch the Saw movies. What else are you going to do? Anyway. Going back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, oh, I, um, I, I can follow that up. I could count the amount of bad um, bad Marvel movies on one hand. I mean, Iron Man 2 was weak. Seriously. Avengers 2 was weakish. Um, I don't know. That's like I, the first Thor I was a little bored of. I liked the second one a lot more. Yeah. The first Captain America was an origin movie. But it was good. I hated all the Spider Man movies except for the second one. Well, because you, but you're, you got to no, 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 no. Because it's I'm sorry. Disney, I'm Marvel sorry. And Marvel, Marvel. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it all together because I think there's enough solid stuff in there that it's, you know, especially with Deadpool. Yeah. I gotta say, it's there. Fox is trying to be as good as Marvel. Yeah. And, uh, well, they and, have to be after the Fantastic Four flop. And the Fantastic Four. I actually really didn't mind the first Fantastic Four. I never saw the second one or the remake. Yeah. I didn't mind the first Ghost uh, Rider was a good waste of time. Um, <laughs> yes, we can see the comments, guys. Yeah, we just would rather not comment all the time because we are also syndicating this on iTunes and YouTube. And it's weird when we talk to our computer screen and nobody is responding or can see the comments. Yeah. Trust us, if you have a question, we will follow up afterwards because we love you. But he loves you. I don't like you at all. This is a very, very good drink. <laughs> you see, vodka is my vice. Vodka is the only thing that hurts me the next morning. Yeah. Vodka can do no wrong. Yeah. I can't taste the vodka in this. Yeah, it's like tap water to me at this point. I will say this, though. If you're putting up comments, we do like your comments, all kidding aside. Yeah, love and hate, exactly, uh, dark side. Uh, but if you say something funny, we are definitely going to respond to you. So that's... And we love hearts. We keep hearting love hearts. us. Just keep, keep hearting just us. Just keep, keep keeping them in the hearts. So... The next thing we're going to talk about... We're getting blown up right now. Look at all those hearts. I don't remember because I'm drunk. Already? It's a good meal. It is what a are we talking What's next? So we, all right, we, so what we're actually do next is we're going to talk about uh, the, some of the tiki bars we go into. Tiki bars! My favorite topic in the whole world. I am wearing a 1960s vintage um, Aloha shirt from Hawaii from this place where I wish I could remember. Allison, if you can throw it up there, it's this vintage store that has... Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of vintage tiki shirts. This one cost me way too much money, but it's my oldest and favorite tiki shirt. That's I love awesome. it. And um, it fits nicely. It does fit nicely on you. I'm wearing a $20 
Target Tiki shirt that I got two years ago. And it's lovely, too. I also wear plenty of Old Navy ones as well. Thank you for those green hearts. Nice hearts. So, talk about yours first, because you went to Cleveland. So, I have a job that I'm going to be very vague about what I do. Uh, I travel. And uh, I have been known to stop into local bars when I travel. And one of the places that I sought out this time on a recent trip to Cleveland, Ohio, was a place called the Porco Lounge. It's a Porco Lounge in Tiki. Porco. How do you spell Porco? Porco. P-O-R-C-O. P-O-R-C-O. Please, let's not turn this into the next White Washing. Okay. Porco Lounge in Porco. Tiki Room. Uh, so I went down there uh, because I'm always looking to find a good tiki bar. I brought some of my coworkers with me. And when I walked into the place, I immediately fell in love. It was one of the best tiki bars I've ever been to in my life. I actually sat down and did an interview with the owner, uh, Stefan Was. And if you check out the HD version of this show on YouTube later in the week, you'll actually see an interview and tour of the Porco Lounge uh, on that clip. And it was great. They had a fantastic menu. They make the best tiki drinks. I will say, his Mai Tai is neck and neck with yours. That's great because mine is also a clone of an original. And it is fantastic. Now, also on top of that, he actually told me something pretty cool. You know, one, we say if it's red, it's not a Mai Tai. It actually says that in their menu. Two, they only use regular booze. They don't use any kind of flavored booze. The flavors that they put in the drinks come from the actual ingredients they're supposed to be. So you're not going to get lemon rum or pineapple vodka. It is just straight up booze and the ingredients. Fantastic. Great playlist. Great atmosphere. He actually has a ton of relics from the uh, original Contiki uh, that closed yes, yes, 76. Yes. Yeah. So he took me on a tour of the place. It's fantastic. And I want to give him a shout out. They actually went down to Miami this weekend. I actually got there the night before they closed for the week because they're going down to Miami to do the uh, Art of Tiki Cocktail Showdown. The, at the, the at the, yeah, at the uh, Beach Wine and Food Fest in Miami. Okay, and it thanks. actually won the People's Choice Award. So congratulations, Stefan Was, for making a badass drink and winning something for your prideful hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So talk about Tipsy Factor, Tiki Tipsy Factor. How much Tiki is there? How Tiki-fied is this place? Oh, it's Tiki-fied. Uh, they do uh, a painkiller with uh, pussers, and you've got level one, level two, level three. How much pain are you in? They ask you right when you get to the table. Uh, so I did a Mai Tai. I did a Singapore sling, and I did a fog, uh, fog cutter. Awesome. And it was great. Bob Cutter was smoking when it came out to me. I So I just want you to know, you now have been somewhere. I have not. Hopefully I will get there in the near future. Yeah, it is It is absolutely worth it. If you're passing through Cleveland, definitely, definitely check it out. They're on Facebook, the Porco Lounge and Tiki Room. Make sure you add them. If you're in the Cleveland area, go see them. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. Awesome. So we all went in mass to a local New Jersey tiki place. Tiki, New Jersey's... It's really odd. We have the holy trinity of Jersey tiki in our state, which is three authentic 50s, 60s tiki bars Legit. that have not changed in like 60 plus years. It is pretty crazy. They're all old school Chinese joints, but they have, the UK. they have a great amount of tiki in them. We have Lee's Wine Islander in Lynnhurst. <laughs> we have Chance Dragon Inn in Ridgefield. And this week we went to Lunwa, which is in Roselle, New Jersey. Right off the parkway, about 20 minutes from where we live. Right. And it is, like, from the outside, this place is like, whoa, it's a strip bar. Like, you see it from the parking lot, and you're like, wow, I'm really, it's like next door to a dollar shop and a bar, and a, and a, and a liquor shop. But inside is this phenomenal old school tiki place. Lots of bamboo on the wall. There are huts. 
There are um, just uh, there's a little pond with like goldfish and stuff called koi because that's what most of the Chinese ones are like. Right. Uh, it serves Chinese Polynesian cuisine, a little Cantonese, a little bit mixed. Their food is on fire. Their drinks are on fire. It is fantastic. I went for the first time about 10, 15 years ago. You've been going there that long? Yeah, and it was it was okay. And then uh, it was bought by someone about our age, from what we hear, and he has done an yeah. amazing job cleaning the place up, turning into uh, a lovely tiki establishment. The drinks are good enough. They need a little bit of work. I would like to openly, right now, challenge Lunois oh, bartender to a Mai Tai off and to tape an episode of Mai Tai TV in Lunois, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, whenever you want. I'm making this right now. This match is set. Whenever you want it, we'll sign a contract. We will be there. We will rock this. I love Lunois. has been shown down. The food is great. The drinks are fine. I had a great time. The ambiance, Tiki tip, Tipsy Factory, is wonderful, and everyone seems to have a good time there. Now, what did you drink when we uh, when we were there? I had a chichi, which was uh, it was it was good. It was kind of like a pineapple. I don't know what it was. I thought it was, yeah. thought it was like a painkiller. It wasn't really. Uh, it was good, but they originally served it to me it was a spiced rum. I sent it back to got the dark rum in there. It tasted yeah. a little bit better. I also had a, a fantastic pina colada that was just right on the money. And then we, I didn't have the watermelon shot. You did. How was that? The Jolly Rancher shot? That was, that was tough. That was, that, I mean, it's a Jolly Rancher shot. You've had a Jolly Rancher shot. You've had all the Jolly Rancher shots. This was a little stiff. But we had. I a, forgot about the Jolly Rancher shot. I did not forget about the Jolly Rancher shot. I have never seen Allison's face turn that color before after having a drink. My God. The Mai Tai was great. I had a good, well, the, the first Mai Tai was a little off, though. The second Mai Tai from there on was amazing. I had about three Mai Tais. Uh, I had the boat race. Yeah. Wonderful wait staff. They were wait fantastic. Wait staff is fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about the Lunois wait staff. And just because they let, like, 17 punk rock weirdos in there and they didn't mind at all, unlike a certain other establishment... Cough! Leaves Hawaiian Island. <coughs> that breaks my heart. I've been going there for 17 years. And they don't want us anymore, so we're going to be going to Lenoir from now on. Lenoir's the spot. So, we got one final thing for today. We are going to do an unboxing for Boom, you. Boom! Marvel Collector's Core! Now, one of the things that I love about the Marvel Collector Core box from Funko, uh, it's just fun. Like You kind of know what you're getting yourself into. This is the Deadpool box, I take it? That is the Deadpool box. Let me get my trusty pocket knife. This is the best $45 I've ever spent. Skeletal by Leatherman. Episode number two. All right, so we're going to open this up right now. More hearts! All right. Oh, this is fun. So, uh, it's yeah. tough to show this. It's tough, it's tough to show this. Describe. However, you know, for the people who are listening on the podcast, inside the box is cool because they put a comic strip in there with different panels from different comics. And this month highlights Deadpool and his buddy Hydra Bob. So that's pretty fun. You get the Collector's Corpse metal pin, which is awesome, and it's got Deadpool on it this month. The Collector Corpse patch is Deadpool as well, and this is also pretty cool. They do such quality with their yeah, patches, their patches are and their awesome. pins are great. I wear them on my denim jacket. Just, now, just so you do know, just so you know, that you know Hydra Bob was in Deadpool. Hydra Bob was in Deadpool, but he was just Bob. Yeah, he's at the very end. He's that guy he grabs in the choke. He yeah. goes, hey, Bob, how's the wife? And then he just knocks him out. I think he's the one guy who Deadpool did not kill in that movie. Yep. Which is awesome. All right, this is pretty cool. Let's see what we got here. We have a T-shirt. 
which is a Deadpool t-shirt. Let's open her up. I believe that is the uh, maybe X-Force Deadpool? Uh, it's a yellow Deadpool. So I would like you to know that this month, the size of the shirt fits perfect on me. Oh, I hope you're an extra large. I am today. Well, you are today. So that's a pretty cool Deadpool t-shirt. Well, you can. Sh you know what? They shrink down nicely. <laughs> and I apparently don't know how to do my laundry anyway, so this will definitely be a large by next week. Uh, we have our Collector Core comic, which is Deadpool, which looks like a pop figure. And that's what's cool about these. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, everything looks like a pop figure. I am in love with the Funko Pop line. I buy them all the time. In honor of the <laughs> Russian mule. That's so cute. We have Colossus right here. It's a little Deadpool. Mopies. He's a little plush guy. It's adorable. I'll give that to my little cousin. Uh, we have Deadpool Dorbs. Please, uh, please show our viewers. We're going to show audience. him. This is the exclusive Marvel Collector Cores Dorbs. So he is a little cowboy Deadpool with a little horsey on a stick. It is pretty adorable. So Adorbs. It is adorable. I think I said so. That's I didn't actually got the name from. So this is what I love uh, with these Funko boxes. They do give these pop figures out. And every time you get a Funko box, you get a special pop figure. So whether it's the Smuggler's Bounty box, where this month we're getting not one, but two new figures. From, from Star Wars? From Star Wars, nice. yeah. Uh, this one is a Deadpool. Uh, exclusive Marvel Collector's Corps. Now, what is awesome is it actually has a little stand, so he's jumping in the air about to slash you with his katana blades. Katana, katana. So Loot Crate actually came with a flying Deadpool too. It looked like I, show, I showed it in last week's episode. I saw that on your episode. Not as cool as this one. That we filmed on the same day. So though though cool. I do think the Deadpool shirt in the Loot Crate was cooler because of the taco one. The Deadpool shirt in the Loot Crate was How, awesome. However, that extra large fits me like a condom. Like, I just, it does <laughs> not fit very, it wow. is like, wow, the nipples are visible. Yeah, that's tight. So, and that's an extra large. I don't know where Loot Crate, like, Loot Crate clearly gets, like, whatever's left over. Yeah, they do. Uh, they, the time box that they have, which was one of the best boxes that I feel like they've done uh, in the, the almost year I've been, I was subscribed to Loot Crate, had a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure t-shirt. Now, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is one of my absolute all-time favorite movies. Uh, I will never turn it off when it's on. It's actually given me the mantra that I live by every day, which is be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. This shirt is so, like, I need to lose, like, 20 pounds and then never wash it. <laughs> or, like, wash it and then just hang it on a clothesline and let it just air dry in the springtime. That's the only way I'd ever get to wear it twice. Well, that's another episode of My Thai TV. I am George. You can find me on cultofgeorge.com, where I have started pumping out content on there. Try, check out my recent interview with Guard. Check out an old interview with the Eagles of Death Metal. I just uh, reviewed the Sonos system, which I love and is all over my house. You can also follow me on uh, GLK Creative at you know, on Twitter and GLK Creative on... Um, what else do I have GLK Creative? Uh, Periscope, I'm Cult of George. I am on Instagram as GLK Creative. I am at your beck and call. Hambo, how can they get hold of you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Hambreaker, also on Periscope at Hambreaker as well. Uh, I am on unwinnable.com. Uh, I am a co host on a podcast called I the Beer Holder. We talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I of the Beer Holder. Not the Bee Holder, which will kill you anytime you come across it in a dungeon. Beer Holder. Check it out. Uh, we do a great podcast there as well. We have this show uh, on YouTube coming at you on Thursday night in HD. We also have it on iTunes as a podcast. I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to my best friend in the world, George Colazzo. Happy birthday, George. Happy birthday, buddy. You will always be George number one in my heart. Because <laughs> I'm George number two.
Anyway, this is George, this is Hambone, this is My Thai TV. Take care. Aloha. Hi, everybody. It's John from My Thai TV, and I'm here. How do you do? Stefan Was. Yeah, and owner he of Porco is Lounge and Tiki Room. the owner of the Porco Lounge Tiki Room. He's about to give me a tour of one of the single best tiki bars I've ever been to in my life. So tell me a little bit about the Porco Lounge. Uh, Porco Lounge opened in October of 2013. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary, and we'd like to bill ourselves as the first tiki bar in Cleveland since the closing of the historic Con Tiki. We've got a picture right. over here of where the Contiki used to reside uh, in downtown Cleveland. Awesome. And we were fortunate enough to have a lot of the artifacts from the Contiki. Cool. Some of the lamps that you see over here, the two outrigger canoes are original to the Contiki. Awesome. Uh, one of our prized possessions is this thing over here as well. Again, another relic of the Contiki. And that was from the Contiki. You can see we have various collections of all kinds of antiques, uh, but what we do most here, what our biggest passion is, the cocktails themselves. Right. Uh, we like to stick to historic recipes and uh, do the hard work of Jeff Beachumberry. Uh, some of the cocktails that he unearthed, we're able to recreate those classics here with uh, pretty much the, the finest juices and syrups that we make in-house. We make our own workshop, we make our own house flarenum, and it's great to be able to use those products and expose folks that maybe had a different version of tiki, uh, be it at a Chinese restaurant or another place that otherwise doesn't have the opportunity to try regional uh, tiki recipes, and they're, they're usually floored when they get them because they're obviously much stronger. Yes. The, uh, the biggest thing we strive towards here is balance. Right. And the original cocktails were extremely well balanced. They weren't covered in sugary syrups and, uh, you know, subpar juices and trying to mask uh, really low standard rum. Uh, everything we use here is top shelf. Uh, we start with in our well and then we can build a cocktail with uh, even higher end spirits. Uh, we pride ourselves on our not only rum collection, we have extensive scotch, uh, bourbon, everything our bartenders are trained and well-versed in all the spirits. And so we can't talk you into a tiki cocktail or you have a spirit that you really like, we can work with you on that and kind of move you along. That's awesome. Go on the journey together. Yeah, and listen, I've had, so far tonight, the Mai Tai. I've had the Singapore Sling. I'm waiting on my fog cutter. And you've got a fan for life in me. Fantastic. So thank, thank you very you. much for being generous with your time. And I look Absolutely. forward to coming back to Porco Lounge again. We look forward to having you. Thank you so much. Right, thanks. Серой болью всю душу свело, Кокаина серебряной 